Welcome into Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. Weird episode this week because guess what? Guess what? We're not talking about Dragon Ball anything. Not that weird. Feds, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, Kyle? I'm doing, uh, uh, you know, it's been a week or two. I lost track of the weeks. It was my own fault. I came yeah. in this year and I said, 2021 is going to be dope. And then, nope. Oh, didn't mean for that rhyme. <laughs> I swear to God. I just, uh, yeah, 2021 keeps kicking me in the goddamn nads. Go on. The back injury don't feel much better. Yeah. Update. People. <laughs> Not because I had Kelly on last week. Oh, okay. She had a fucking, like, an in-blind, in-line roller bleeding accident, whatever the fuck. What? I don't know. She, like, fell on her ass really hard. She wasn't feeling good when we recorded last week either. So most of last week has just been, like, Hey, how you been? Oh, you're sitting on a heating pad too? Cool. Watch any good anime? No? Cool. I watched some anime. You enjoying it? No, not really. <laughs> good good catch up. So go check out last week if you want to know how I felt about the first 13 episodes of Demon Slayer vaguely, spoiler free. I've yet to get back to it for those interested in my thoughts on the other 13 episodes. Mainly because my life has just been proactive pain management. And you know, when not that... Um, trying to do like regular life stuff oh okay like you know go to the grocery store yeah that's a fucking task it is i hate growing in the grocery store man yeah imagine going to the grocery store and just limping around everywhere and everyone being like what the fuck is this guy limping around for and i'm like i'm just trying to get to the chicken i don't know why it's all the way over here so far away from the creamer from where i have to eventually go yeah man Ugh. that stop and shop is a big place stop and shop you know what i should do get some rollerblades Nah, that probably won't help. I got the taxi theme song song stuck in my head from the pre-show. Uh, Patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. Can't stop singing the taxi theme song. Um, yeah, basically this week is uh, me. I, I have a lot of thoughts about WandaVision. So if you're not up to date on the first five episodes of WandaVision, this might not be the one for you. Or maybe it is later on. I'm also going to talk about the Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, trailer that dropped on, what was it, two days ago, Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah, aired during the Super Bowl. So Tuesday night, we're recording this. Wednesday morning, you might be hearing this. Who knows? Um, Falcon Winter Soldier will probably start there. And then at the end of the show, um, I talked to, I, I don't know, I talked to a few people. I haven't really given everybody the story, but the people who wanted to know the story, I feel like this would be the easiest way to tell it and just point them in this direction um it's almost like a part two to my big john tierney episode from last month big john tierney my buddy who passed away just before christmas weirdly managed to have a part two episode so we're gonna be talking about that it's featuring um sad depressed manic depressive homeless cowboy man who was a friend of mine uh gonna talk about that at the end because i just need to Basically, I feds, you need to hear the story. Um, yeah. Reese, Dan, Jimmy, a bunch of people are very interested in what the story is. And it's, uh, I don't know, there's not much purpose to the story. It's kind of a weird one. I don't know, bit off more than I can chew. We'll get there. <laughs> Falcon Winter Soldier to kick it off at the top. Um, You watched the big game, didn't you? I did. How'd you feel about uh, Tom Brady? It's amazing, man. Seven? That dude is amazing. Is he the greatest of all time? Uh, he was already before winning this championship, but yes, he is. I think he might be a cheater, Feds. 
Uh, let's not get into that. <laughs> I think I think maybe those questionable calls are because the refs are on his payroll. Feds. Oh yeah, definitely. I didn't watch one fucking second of the Super Bowl. I don't I, get I any shits. I know, I know. Um, but TV uh, commercials happened during the Super Bowl, and they dropped. I thought they were going to give us a couple of things, but I think this was the only Marvel thing. Yeah. I was hoping sure was. I was hoping for a Loki trailer too, but no such luck. But we did get Falcon Winter Soldier. Um looks like it'll be fun. It opens up with uh almost like a mediation scene between the two. It looks like they're going to like couples therapy almost. Yeah. Trying to work through some of their trauma and their <laughs> issues. Um I don't know, it does definitely have like a buddy cop kind of vibe, except they're not very friendly to one another. Um trying to think of one of the youtubers i I like described it like it's like you know you have a friend and he's got another friend and like you and the three you and the other friend and the other guy hang out together the three of you and then like the main guy goes away who was your main friend and now it's just like you two guys hanging out there by yourself like you know each other but you don't particularly like one another like that's kind of the vibe between (laughs) bucky and and sam um but they still, you know, obviously have to work together uh, to, I don't know, kind of fill the void that the world is uh, going to feel without Steve Rogers. Yep. Um, I don't know. I guess the story looks like it's going to be, you know, even though Steve anoints Sam to be the guy to carry on the shield and the mantle, seems like the government uh, is not on board with that plan. I feel like it probably has to do something, uh, has something to do with the Sokovia Accords and mm-hmm. Steve basically being an, a fugitive, Sam too, Bucky too. Like, um, and we do get to see Sharon Carter briefly mm-hmm. um, in the uh, trailer. The last time we saw her was when she like snuck them their shit back, I think, yeah. at the beginning of Infinity War. Yeah, I think that is. Or was it Endgame? Time. One of those two. I, yeah. Um, but she very much did that like at risk of her own job. So mm-hmm. um, she's going to Billy Club uh, Bucky Barnes uh, in the skull. Yeah. Cool shot. Um, it just seems like Sam is not Captain America yet. And I realized that they have to go through the hurdle of the government appointing like their own next Captain America. We see a shot of him uh, like running up like during an NFL game or something. Yeah. Um, I think it's actually getting played by uh, Kurt Russell's son. Oh. Yeah. Wyatt Russell? I could be wrong. I have no idea. Um, young Kurt Russell, we'll say. Um, so the government's appointed their own Captain America. I wonder if they're going to want the shield or not. Uh, it seems like, you know, Sam and Bucky still have that shield. And yeah. There's that shot of Bucky showing Sam how to throw it better against the tree. Yep. Almost kind of like, I've been here. <laughs> you know, I've been around the shield for a long time. Like, <laughs> I know how it works. Um, I feel like if Bucky... No, excuse me. If if Captain America, Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. let's say he's Qui Gon Jinn, okay, and he's like Sam, <laughs> I gotta, you're gonna bring balance to the American force. I'm gonna train you as my Padawan, and he's like, oh, never mind. I gotta go forward and or backward in time and age <laughs> up like 80 years. Bucky has since left. Uh, Bucky has since been left to fill that mentor or train trainer kind of role to Sam to sort of fully help him understand and embrace what being captain america will mean is where i imagine the show is gonna go Mm -hmm. and you know the cockiness of sam is i think 
a character. I think it's been like one of the funnest parts about his character. Yeah, I agree with that. Like he's one of the funniest characters in the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And his chemistry with Bucky is a part yeah. of it. And we're going to see a ton of it. It's going to be a really funny show. Yeah, what really stand- stood out to me the first time you saw them together, like going off each other in the Civil War. That was a fun scene with the, you, with Spider Man. Can you move? Oh, oh, the fight yeah, at the airplane in the hangar? airport. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's uh, which one is that? That's Civil War. Yeah. That's Civil War. Yeah. Um, or, or like that scene where like when they're in the car and Captain America is like talking to I think it was Sharon Carter. Yeah. Like you move your seat up and just fucking no. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's just so many little funny moments with them, but I think it'll be a conscious effort for them to kind of make Sam. Like, I'm sure they're going to be like, see why? This is why you can't be Captain America, Sam. You're crazy and reckless and a wild card. Mm -hmm. And so much of it is going to be like the older generation, quote unquote, of Bucky, you know, from a yes, you know, the 40s, 30s, 40s. Yep. Yesteryear, we'll say, um, versus New World Sam and what it means to embrace the old world values and qualities of Captain America and bring him to the new modern day. So. That's what I think uh, Captain, what the fuck is it called? Falcon Winter Soldier is going to be all about. Yeah. I think it's six episodes. I have no idea. I think it's six episodes. Be like one really long movie, maybe. Yeah. I think they're a little bit longer than the WandaVision stuff, Then I think it's going to be like closer to 40-ish minutes an episode. Oh, cool. So it'll be fun. We'll see. It premieres two weeks after WandaVision's up, I believe. Um, I believe the first episode for Falcon and Winter Soldier is... March 15th, I want to say. That's just off the top of my brain. Uh, we'll see. WandaVision, episode five. I've talked a lot. Why don't you tell me what you thought about this uh, WandaVision episode five? No particular order, but there was a, because there's a lot of shit. And yeah. I know that because we made, we sat down and made the list of all the things I want to try to hit on, and there's like a billion, billion things. So, um, before I try to get my verbal diarrhea in order, uh, what you think, Ben? Well, I thought it was great, but like, you have to start with the end of the episode, right? <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's probably the thing that everyone wants to talk about, um, and I think it kind of ties into. I think it's going to tie into the greater plot. I mean, obviously, it's going to tie into the greater plot. It's we. I, I've I've been expecting this. Yeah. For long before the first episode of the show ever aired, I expected this show to be the excuse to break down the walls of the multiverse of the multiple, you know, Marvel properties over the years, different universes, cinematic universes, and finally bring them all together into one. I think some people are genuinely confused by it. Yeah. I think other people are automatically suspicious of it. I'm, I teeter on the edge of, like, I'm excited, happy. I mean, I'm excited, um, reserved about it. Because, like... Because it could just be, like, them getting ready to pull the rug yeah. out from under you. Right, exactly. So I hope that's not it. I'm going to actually be kind of pissed if that happens. Mm-hmm. Because Evan Peters as Quicksilver is... I think not... I'm not alone in saying this. He's probably my favorite part of those later X-Men films. Yep. I yep. watched... Uh, I watched Days of Future Past within the last few months, and I was at Jimmy's house a couple weeks ago, and he had on Apocalypse, and the scene where he runs everybody out of the expansion as it explodes was on TV, mm-hmm. and I like stopped and watched, sat down and watched that for like you know good ten minute clip. Um, he's a really fun version of that character. More importantly, 
He's not an annoying version of that character. Yeah. Like Aaron Taylor fuckface this was. <laughs> and, and I say that as somebody who likes the movie Kick-Ass. I, I, I don't know. That guy's, his accent was bad. His costume was bad. His dialogue was bad. Age of Ultron in general is not a very good movie. So I do appreciate one, excuse me, I do appreciate Marvel's um, attempt to try to capitalize on a bad decision and and take a bad thing and make it good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they're going to do with, uh, you know, putting in Evan Peters into this Quicksilver role. Not only do we get the character back, we don't have to go through like some kind of bullshit resurrection right. thing. Yep. We get a much better actor and a better version of the character. Um, some people think that it's Mephisto. Um, basically, you know, projecting, I guess, the image of Pietro, Evan Peters to mm-hmm. Wanda to try to gain her trust. I can understand why Mephisto would look to do something like that, but I feel like if that was what was going on, it wouldn't be that version of Quicksilver. It would be like a version from her memories or whatever. It would be the same right, actor. Would be, right, exactly. It's It's strange to me that the first time she sees him, we know it's the first time they're meeting, but... She recognizes him, recognizes him as her brother. I, I don't think I don't know how that happens or why Mephisto would look to take the shape of of him from that universe versus this other universe. Right, it doesn't make any sense to me. What I do think is happening here, I think, the timing of this movie has to be, I, I don't know, movie. The timing of this television show is going to be important in like the grand scheme of things. So it's. Post Endgame, right? Yeah. That's, so the it's blip two is, weeks after Endgame, the blip has already been reversed. We saw Monica Rambeau come back. Mm-hmm. Um, now Westview is like its own little, you know, mystical anomaly going on right now. And whenever it pulls in, Wanda basically rewrites the, you know, the fabric of that thing's reality to yep. make it fit into her world. Mm-hmm. So. There's a moment in the, earlier in the episode where she's talking with the boys, uh, Tommy and Billy, and they bring up the fact that she used to have a brother, and that's like the thing to kind of, you know, get her to remember, like her brother. Right. Again. There was a similar scene with her and Monica a few episodes back where she brings up, you know, he was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? Similar kind of thing, except not um, the same outcome, because, you know, it's her kids saying it this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't bring up Ultron. They just the the kid. We'll get to the kids. They've got something of their own going on there. Um, but the kids are what bring the memory of the brother into existence. Now, I don't. I don't know, man. I think maybe we're underestimating the. I don't know, like the actual effect or what actually happened when everything got snapped back. I'm wondering if. When things got snapped back, did it affect things within just this one universe? Did it affect things in multiple universes? Did it take people from other universes and maybe when it brought them back, put them in wrong places? Like, I don't think we've had enough time to be able to fully um, appreciate or not appreciate, but understand like everything that happened. Like we've seen, we've got to see some cool that let's see when Monica Rambeau coming back in the hospital. Yep. Like some of those in it, you're, you're seeing the action there for yourself scenes. 
those are cool and those make you think about like the real world uh impact of of what's going on with something like that in a comic book movie you just see the superheroes but when you get to see a scene of like the real world reacting to it and coming back to life it's um it makes you think about it in a different way mm-hmm. that said thinking about it outside of the scope of the heroes and the rest of the world anything could have happened and i think that the potential to either i don't know put people back in wrong realities or start to just naturally break down the walls of these realities maybe that is what's happening because of you know this is that would be what the third snap right yeah, uh, no that's... there's there's three thanos does a snap oh that's four snaps thanos does one snap to on to to wipe half of existence he does a yeah. second snap to destroy all the stones the third snap is hulk bringing everyone back mm-hmm. and the fourth snap is tony, tony stark, stark to get rid of the yeah. fucking army that's four huge bursts of cosmic energy i, I mean i i don't know it, it, it could have been any one of those snaps it could have been right a long t- like you know those four compounded on top of one another over the course of four or five years like could have been anything but i think maybe that's what gives us the excuse to bring evan peters into the mcu i forget the the universe number it's some long obscure stupid oh, number like point no oh nine seventy eight sixty nine four twenty two. sure we'll go with that one 422 <laughs> you know why it's 422 why i don't know i'll let you figure it out for yourself oh well i'm not gonna try to figure that out me either so i think that's kind of gives them that's what kind of gives them the excuse to exist within our reality mm-hmm. now mephisto understanding that he's like the whatever universe counterpart of her brother and that now for whatever reason he exists in this reality able to bring or or maybe it's not even Mephisto maybe it's like because he's in this reality now because she has had him on his mind once two different times now right because he suddenly exists within this world he just kind of gets naturally pulled into it because of her hex powers or something I, I don't know I don't know she is really powerful so I mean that's a possibility too I don't know I, I'm gonna be really upset if it's like somebody posing as him because I just I have a tough time trying to figure out how that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Surely they do a great job in explaining it, but where I sit right now, I don't understand how it could be somebody pretending to be the Fox Quicksilver mm-hmm. and then have, have that be like the thing to fool her into caring about her brother again, quote unquote, because it's not her old brother. It's an alternate no, reality right. version of her brother. Exactly. Who's nothing like him has shares nothing in common with him. I imagine most of what the next episode is going to be, I hope, is them trying to f- figure out like what was his life before, because they Wanda and Vision have the conversation where neither of them can really remember what their life was like before they moved to Westview. You're right. Yeah. I wonder. I, I imagine that has to be for everybody, right? Yeah. Um. Is that going to be the same? And I ask that because Quicksilver, mm-hmm. quick little line. I don't think anyone thought anything of it. But he looks at Vision at the end of that and goes, what's with the popsicle? Mm-hmm. Implying that he looks cold, he looks blue, he yeah. looks maybe lifeless. Maybe he looks like that like uh, 
that flash that, looks like that dead version of right, Vision. He that can Wanda see, saw. I mean, essentially what Wanda's doing in this show, it seems. I mean, we saw her in this episode break into that sword base and steal pieces of Vision's body mm-hmm. that they were using to make some weapons and shit, by the way. I don't know. We'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Assholes. Yeah. Suit of armor around the world. Bunch of dicks. Um, <laughs> but she breaks in and steals that and just basically just is reanimating his corpse. It's interesting that he calls him a popsicle. Um, yeah. That, that That's the one thing that kind of has me thinking it's, it's it might be a Mephisto thing. All right. So th- this ties into the boys now. Um, this episode, we get to see Billy and Tommy go from babies to five years old to 10 years old, all in a matter of, uh, you know, t- 28 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Um, for every YouTuber that called this the Family Ties episode, I get it. <laughs> I get it. They had the little painy thing at the beginning, and that's just like family ties. Motherfucker, what happened in this episode? What did the boys do? Had a puppy. Yeah, but they. Uh... <laughs> what else they do, feds? <laughs> they train the puppy. They grew. They grew. They oh, grow. Yeah. The boys yeah, grow. Yeah, that's right. That too. And then once the puppy's fucking dead, what do they have? Pain and sorrow. Growing Pains, all right? They do such a good goddamn job ripping off the Growing Pains theme song at the end of the episode. It's the Growing Pains episode, motherfuckers. It ain't the Family Ties episode. God damn. Although, I guess if you consider the Family Ties episode, because Pietro's at the end. Checkmate, you fucks. You YouTube fuckers. Anyway. Wow, you checkmated yourself. Yeah, I always do. Okay. My own worst enemy, baby. Oh. Anyway, Wanda has these two boys song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like (laughs) Billy and Tommy got a dog and they are gonna train that motherfucker. Yeah, just like that. Then um what's their thing again? Oh yeah. Mommy, you can reanimate the dead and bring back the dead. How do they know that? Maybe they see the dead version of Vision oh, yeah. as well. They see their dead dad walking around all damn day. Dead dad all damn day. You don't think that's going to have some long-term fucked up impacts on these two little 10-year-old boys? Yeah. Now, why can they see their dead dad all day? Because they're pure. They're like, they don't have like any like past traumas or anything like that. So like, I mean, I do think it's... Wanda can't really like make them see what she wants them to see. Yeah, that's one thing that they keep bringing up is that the people who seem to be trapped in Westview are like... They're all adults. There's no other kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all seem to be dealing with a lot of their own personal internal shit. But I don't know if that's it. What do you think it is? I'm thinking these motherfucking little kids... Are going to be very similar to um, kind of how their comic book counterparts are made up. Um, basically, this is without me reading the books and just kind of cannibalizing a summary. Um, I would like to say that uh, I think it's in the 80s mm-hmm. that the original or like one of the main arcs this show borrows from happens. And essentially, Wanda and Vision have a couple kids, Billy and Tommy. Uh, but at the end of this long arc, it is revealed that none of it was real and that these two kids were made up out of like Wanda's magic and pieces of like Mephisto's power. And that, I think, is something that's going to basically my call for this series is this is going to be Wanda getting the family she never got and then having it all ripped away from her again. And then at the end of it, you're going to see some. Uh, long-term ramifications. I was thinking in the way of like 
splitting the boundaries of the multiverse or whatever, but we might mm-hmm. already be seeing that happen. Um, maybe not. Maybe again, it's a red herring. Who knows? Um, but essentially, she's going to lose her kids at the end of this, and she's going to go full on. I'm a crazy, pissed off, you know, scorned mom. Yeah. Probably not a good look for Marvel to be like, oh, kids, I, I'm going to kill everyone, but no kids, I'm going to kill everyone, but whatever. It's not a big deal. Um, that's that's kind of been my thoughts to this point, but I imagine they'll have to keep that piece of it intact. Billy and Tommy being made up with, you know, power from Mephisto. Because right. I'm still thinking Mephisto is the person behind all of this. Um, if that is the case, and that's why they're um, kind of impervious to Wanda's powers, why um, they can potentially see their dead dad all day walking around, mm-hmm. I think that would make sense that if Pietro really does see Vision walking around as a popsicle, that kind of lends, puts something in the column of, yeah, this is Mephisto taking on the form of Wanda's brother or whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm, it's it's very confusing. I'm going to be pissed off if it's not actually the character coming. What we saw last week was the fucking first mutant Yeah. in the MCU. Yeah, man. That's exciting as hell. Absolutely. I've been waiting for this for like, over a decade. <laughs> That's really fucking exciting. And I'm going to be upset if they like kind of use it to, uh, you know, some cheap effect or whatever. Yeah. Um, just to be like, gotcha. What I will say, though, I guess Paul Bettany. That's mm-hmm. his name, right? Yep. He um, tweeted something out during production about, you know, getting to do one, you know, not like last scene, but like some kind of big cameo and toward the end of the series with a legendary level actor or something. Everyone saw this cameo and was like, Oh, oh. that's the legendary actor cameo guy. Fucking silver haired little kid eating Twinkies from the X-Men movies. That's <laughs> the legendary fucking thespian we're talking about. <laughs> I would have to think not. Um, that said, you know, the adjectives in which, uh, Paul Bettany used to describe this person. Mm hmm. My mind goes a couple of places, specifically Magneto, maybe played by Ian McKellen. Mm-hmm. I would hope it'd be played by Ian McKellen. Yeah, well, we're current day, right? It was only 20, what year are we in right now? 2023, I want to say. Yeah. Either Ian McKellen or Professor Charles Xavier. I guess it would make way more sense for it to be Magneto, given the tide of the lineage, uh, the... You know, the fact that it's out there in the open in mm-hmm. the in the Fox world that he's related to Pietro, it's his it's his father. It would make sense for it to be Magneto, and I think he falls into that uh he definitely falls into that legendary fucking thespian status. Yeah. Like Evan Peters, whatever the fuck his name is. Just like him. I run fast boy. I got silver hair boy. I got speed all day, boy. Twinkies all day, boy. X Men in and out the bombs, boy. Okay. Oh. oh so oh but on top of the billy and tommy stuff you know not only like the example of you know them knowing that mom can do all this crazy shit you got agnes in the background too yep just always showing up uh at the appropriate time to help take care of the boys and you know I'm, i've been a big proponent of the idea that literally every single piece of dialogue means something in this show and she very casually says, you know, oh, kids, you can't control them. <laughs> no matter how hard you try. Yeah. Like, I get it. We get it. 
I'm going to go back and watch this show immediately after, you know, the last episode of this season's over. It's all going to make sense, man. It's going to be like rewatching a whole new movie or show, whatever the fuck this thing's called. It's a show. It's a long ass movie. Yeah. True. That's what I feel like so much of this dialogue is. And that's what makes it fun for me to sit through and be like, Ooh, what does that mean? Ooh, what does that mean? Um, but she kind of, you know, underlines what I'm saying here. Yeah. Kids, you can't control them. Um, she also had that scene where she kind of like doesn't like what Vision says and looks at Wanda and's like, hey, you want to uh, roll it back? Ta- yeah. Take it from the top? What yeah, you- that was weird. It was a little jarring, but I was also like, well, Wanda, <laughs> what the hell? Come on, director. Let's go. We're burning film. Burning sun, day, whatever daylight here. We're wasting things that are resources that are valuable. Yeah, in this case, magic and time. Cut it out, Wanda. You want to take her from the top? So she is definitely going along with the, uh, the you know the charade, but she too can kind of you know separate herself and step out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess you got any, do you know anything about Agatha Harkness and all Not that? Not really, no. All right. I'll say, not to you, Feds, but to you, the listener, if you want to get a little bit more information on this, me and Ant did uh, a conversation, I had a conversation after the first two episodes, uh, and I talked a little bit about Agatha Harkness and Wanda Maximoff's, you know, weird, like, frenemy relationship, but... Essentially, they're both like these mystical witch being types. Agatha Harkness is a much older version in the comics, and she is mm-hmm. presented by Catherine Hahn here in the show. And there are times where, you know, they do terrible things to one another, and there are times where they work together for common goals. Um, that's like the very long and short version of okay. it. Okay. Um, the conversation with Vision and Wanda, where they both kind of tell each other, you and you can never really tell if Wanda's telling the truth, which kind of sucks, but mm-hmm. in this moment, I feel she is telling the truth. Uh, it looks like they're about to fight and they're like yeah. flying up in the middle of their yeah. living room. And I'm like, yeah, look like you're <laughs> fucking hanging up on ropes and shit. Doesn't look very good. I guess that's part of the aesthetic of the 90s television show. But you know what? Fight! They didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're basically talking about, you know, what are, our, what are your memories of what our life was like before Westview? And, and Wanda seems to have no idea at all, all right. either. Um, what we do know too from this episode, and we'll talk a little bit more about Sword and Tyler Fuckface, whatever his name is. Uh, it's I think it's nine days previous to this episode. Wanda stormed the Sword facility and stole uh, one. Uh, excuse me, stole Vision's body. So all of everything we've seen has taken place over the everything that we've seen has taken place over the last nine days. Yep. Um, th- uh, fucking lost my train of thought here. Oh, who's to know? what she did with vision's body after she took it. Like, right. Not like she could have gotten, could have gone anywhere within nine days, could have met up with anyone, could have met anyone new. I essentially see this as like a deal with the devil kind of scenario. And I imagine Agatha Harkness is the one who helps facilitate the deal. Um, and Mephisto, you know, having uh, direct access to Wanda Maximoff like that through Agatha Harkness, Agnes, whatever you want to call her would jump at that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, is Mephisto the big bad of this series? I don't think he is. I don't know if we'll ever even see him. We might see him at the end of the series for a brief hot second. Who knows? 
he's not the main villain of this series is Agatha Harkness. I don't really know if that's it either. She's definitely helped grease in the skids to get the conflict yeah. going. Is Wanda the villain? I guess for now, for now she is. Yeah. That's definitely what we're led to believe. Um, I, I can't, don't think you can totally discount that sword dick face. We'll talk about him, but, oh yeah. um, I, I, w- I want to say though, I want to say the villain of this series is still yet to be fully realized. Right. Um, and I don't think that at the end of this, we're going to have a very happy ending with Wanda. I think she's going to lose her kids and go fucking bananas and fully, uh, she's going to, you know, I think the end of this series, she's going to have her powers, maybe kick up another notch or, you know, whether right. that be because of her association rage. with Mephisto or the rage. And she's going to actually get that name, the Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. She's not, she's yet to be called the right, Scarlet yeah. Witch in the MCU. Yeah. I was talking I, about that the other day with Danielle. I think this is going to be the event to give her that name. Spider-Man three, which would be the next uh, piece of this little trilogy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be Doctor Strange probably dealing with the ramifications of this series in the way of you know what's happening in New York with Peter Parker and all that. Yep. Um, I, I assume a lot of Spider-Man shit will happen because a lot of Spider-Man villains, a lot of Spider-Man universes. Yep. If they all converge on the MCU at the same time for whatever reason, post blip uh, or post you know whatever the Wanda anomaly is going to be called, um, I imagine Doctor Strange will have no choice but to step in and help out. So. Um, I imagine Doctor Strange in the middle of Spider-Man 3, it'll be him just like sorting out the bullshit of Wanda, helping Peter through his thing, and then Doctor Strange Part 2, it's mm. very confusing to work through that for me, yeah. it's not not easy, will be the culmination of these events wherein maybe um, Doctor Strange either gets Wanda to help, you know, come back to the light, help him, you know, correct things or whatever the fuck, Um or uh, I don't know, maybe she's that's when she's the big bad, you know, at the end of that movie. Who knows? A lot of things to consider. I feel like I'm talking a lot. You got anything? No. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, Agnes breaking scene. Cross that one off the list. Wanda stole Vision's body nine days ago. Cross that one off the list. Uh Oh, okay. Nah, I don't know if I want to talk about that one. They had a dog, Sparky. Yeah. He, he died. Yeah, Billy and Tommy trained the shit out of that little fuck. Yeah, I know. He was doing backflips and stuff. No, he wasn't. Nah. Imagine though. That would be pretty cool. I want a dog to do a backflip. I've never seen one do a backflip. I'm sure that there are some that have though. Because you're not hanging out with the right dogs. That's true, probably. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> there are a lot of questions regarding Monica Rambeau. Mm-hmm. I. I don't think people are considering how much this movie, and I don't think I'm, I've considered it either, but um, this movie is going to have a lot to do. I keep saying movie. This show has a lot to do with Captain Marvel 2. Yeah. Which is yet to be released. I'm not sure when Captain Marvel 2 is set. I don't know if it's like, you know. Current day or. Could be. It could be any time, really. Yeah. It could be pre- you know, the start of the MCU again, like, you know, Captain Marvel one takes place in the nineties. Mm-hmm. They could give us like a, you know, a 15 year jump or something and have it like in the mid two thousands and have it be Carol, a younger Monica and her mom doing whatever the fuck they do in that movie. Mm-hmm. But a couple of things about Monica, they try to get some, uh, 
What's those words? What's those medical words? Some readings? <laughs> Tests? Sure. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know, man. They try to do some kind of test, and it's like all light on the scans. I don't know what kind of scans they were doing. I was looking for your medical expertise. It was a CAT scan, I thought. Oh, all right. See, that's the word. That's the word I was looking for. Do a CAT scan. CAT scan. Big med tech words. Yeah, medical words, man. CT. Yep. So they call it for short. Yeah. CAT scan. CT scan for short. Even though it takes more time to say CT scan than CAT scan. I don't make up the rules, man. Yeah, you know who does? Insurance companies, and they fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, they do. Anyway, <laughs> those insurance companies ain't going to be paying for Monica's labs. Labs. That's the word I was looking for. Oh, okay. Yeah. Labs. Try to do some labs on that lady. And uh, basically all of her readings come back. Like, they can't read them. It, it looks like there's light illuminating from everywhere in her body. Um, Monica Rambeau is the superhero photon. Um Spectrum, I believe, is the other name. I could be wrong on that one. Um, anyway, she has powers very similar to that of Captain Marvel. He, my question here is, what happens in Captain Marvel 2? If it is in the past, or if it is in the five-year span, you know, between Infinity War, Endgame, whatever. Yeah. Um, is there, like, some kind of blood transfusion, something or other, where Monica gets some Kree blood in her was that something that happened in the original Captain Marvel movie that I can't remember right now? I don't remember. I watched it the one time. Yeah, me too. It wasn't a great movie. It was I, like it was fine. Yeah, it was it was okay. It was yeah. And I hate saying that. You know why? Because mm-hmm. all those motherfucking internet chuds are like, yeah, Captain Marvel, bro, SJWs. Fuck that shit. Billion dollars. Want no billion dollars? That's Disney virtue signaling, bro fucking hate whenever somebody tells me they don't like Captain Marvel and I hate it doubly because I too did not like Captain Marvel very much but for very different reasons yeah anyway curious what's going on with her did she have the powers when she was snapped back did she have them and was keeping them a secret did her going through that cosmic event with the blip activate the powers? Yeah, right. Did her going through the Westview anomaly into that world and then back out? Did that trigger her shit? Is that what helped save her? Because I have to imagine they they do kind of make a big deal about how fast she's ejected and she's like shot out like seventy feet or something. Mm-hmm. And Monica like makes the play like, oh well, you know, she didn't want to hurt me or else, you know, she, you know, yeah, I'm an ally. She thinks I'm an ally. Yeah, or she yeah. think I'll be an ally down the road. Basically, she's like, she could have killed me and she didn't. I'm mm-hmm. here because Wanda didn't want me dead is how she tries to play it. But right. I'm, I'm wondering if like, bitch can't kill me. I'm Captain Marvel in secret. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how that's how she started back in the day. I believe, you know, they killed the original Marvel mm-hmm. and then they brought back Captain Marvel as an African-American woman. I think that was before Carol Danvers ever properly took up. I think the character of Carol Danvers was in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she had been Captain Marvel yet. I could be wrong. I don't fucking know. I don't know how to read comics, all right? I don't know how to read. Stop pushing me, feds. I'm not. I'm not. You read at your own pace, bro. I don't read at all is the thing. Um the other thing that I think is going to be uh, sort of set up in, in, I guess, Captain Marvel 2 or we'll learn more about throughout the duration of this series is the Kree-Skrull War. 
is definitely already happening around us, whether these characters realize it or not. We know it because at the end of Spider-Man, we see that Nick Fury isn't actually Nick Fury. Maria Hill isn't Maria Hill. Maria Hill there. Those two scrolls from Captain Marvel. Yep. Talos and his fucking girlfriend there. Um, we know that the scrolls are working with S.W.O.R.D. to... I don't fully understand yet. I don't know. Um, however, we know that Captain Marvel is a Kree. Yep. We know that... The last few times people have brought up Captain Marvel, they don't seem super pumped to hear from about her. Yeah. Did something happen with her that everyone is salty about? I don't I don't know. Um, I do kind of wonder if Sword is, you know, not only infiltrated not I don't I don't want to say infiltrated, but if Sword is being built by Nick Fury in conjunction with the Skrulls and, and all these other intergalactic species potentially. What the fuck do they need Vision's body for? What are they doing experiments on that for? Like, do we need another Ultron type of right. situation going on again? <laughs> Is that the best bet? Not to mention, that was against Homeboy's will. He didn't want to be made into weapons. Absolutely. It makes zero sense. But Tyler fucking Wadsworth, Wads <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> I don't know what his deal is, but he doesn't seem right. Nope. Is he a scroll? Maybe. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good. Maybe he wants. Maybe he wants. Uh. Maybe he wants Vision's technology. Yeah. To be able to kill the Kree. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm telling you, I don't understand how. But right now, we're starting to see the beginning seeds of the little breadcrumbs or whatever the fuck you want to say for what's going on with uh, or what will come with the Kree Scroll War. Calling it now. Okay. Mark it down. It's Mart. Sparky the dog, we talk about him? Yeah, well... He dead. Talk, yeah. Can't bring him back. Nope. That's wrong. No. He ate the... Don't, uh, bring, that, don't bring back your dead dog. He ate it's the azaleas. Gonna... What the fuck are those? Azalea. Yeah, she said it was an azalea bush. But... But... I don't know anything about dogs. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Azaleas are poisonous to dogs. I feel like everything's poisonous to dogs. Nah, not really. I love chocolate. I love my dog. Dogs don't love chocolate, though. Hey, my... Dog Sonya fucking ate a whole chocolate cake once and survived that shit. I don't know how, but she did. Oh, Sonya. Yeah, I know. How about onions? Onions are poisonous to dogs, too. They are, yeah. Uh, well, either way, this is like Wanda's fucking perfect little world, right? Where'd the dog come from? Did she did she pull the dog in there, too? Oh, yeah, huh? Is the dog... The dog was just randomly in the sink when and Tommy and Billy were washing the dog in the sink. Yeah. And then... When they heard uh, Wanda coming, they were like, yo, we got to make a human shield in front of the dog. I think it's interesting that people aren't asking more questions about Sparky. Yeah. They're just kind of like, oh, the boys had a dog. Dog's dead. Sad. How'd the dog get in there? Yeah. Where'd it come from? Did it just run in from the outside? I, have I seen any other dogs in Westview? I don't think I have. I don't think I have either. Now I've seen two kids and a dog all within one episode. Yeah. I don't know about this. Something sounds fishy. Now the dog's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and the dog what? had the truth. He was going to tell us all, and they killed him. So there's some fucking old callbacks of the comics here. I guess, like, in a more modern version of these comics, they do have a dog called Sparky. Yep. It gets killed, beaten up, and then eats a fucking... Some kind of plant. I don't remember the name of it. Yeah. Some kind of plant that, like, lets you see the future or something. Yep. So, um, 
I wonder if this is Agatha's, excuse me, Agnes. I can't just assume she's Agatha Harkness. That's just wrong of me. No. It's totally the same person, though. <laughs> um, why did Agnes try to cover it up? Was she going to try to cover it up? Like, I, I don't know. Some, yeah. I, don't, I don't have any further comment there because I sound like a fucking idiot, and I don't want to entertain with you guys with that anymore. Yeah, you tell him, man. I just did. Did you hear me? Oh, yeah, huh? Yep. Okay. Monica Rambeau is trying to come up with a plan to re-enter the anomaly. She's going to text the aerospace engineer. Yeah. Everyone thinks it's going to be Reed Richards. Yeah. I don't don't think so. Who do you think it's going to be? I don't know. Oh, okay. Riri Williams. Hmm? Riri Williams. Okay. It's Ironheart. Oh. I know her from Marvel Strike Force. Oh. Yo, you play Marvel Strike Force Super Dope Listener? I don't. Maybe you fucking should. <laughs> you feds and the listener. We need a new 24th member of our alliance. <laughs> Order of the Midnight Suns. Preferably 4 million TCP. Please. Wow, you're a fucking nerd. Dude. You don't have no idea, dude. I have to coordinate these boys, give them notes on their rosters. Anyway, Ironheart's uh, on my power armor team. I don't give her nearly enough attention. Power armor, very inconsistent offensive war team. Not down with it. You got to get the right breaks, got to get the right RNG. I'm not down. Fuck the power armor team. But I am familiar with Ironheart. Because, you know, I like comics and shit. But she's also in that game, so she's in my face like every day. Okay. She's like a 15-year-old girl. She rebuilds the Iron Man armor. She becomes Iron Man, except Iron Lady. And it's not Iron Lady. It's Iron Heart. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. Maybe she's going to build this tank or whatever. Maybe. Get him in there. <laughs> Is she an aerospace engineer? I don't know. <laughs> it's Tony Stark. Fuck your bomb. Huh? I said, does Tony Stark fuck your mom? Hey, don't talk about my mom like that. My bad, Sue. Uh, Why is everyone mad at Captain Marvel? We already talked about that. Yeah, we did. Oh. Breaking norm. Oh, yeah. Should have talked about this earlier. Yeah, we should have. You know why? Why? Not much to talk about. Oh, all right. Break him out of there. He's like, oh, my dad, he needs his meds. All right. Yeah, but he kept saying you have to stop her. Her. Who's her? We know definitively it's a her. Yeah. So whoever's in control of these people's brains is not a he, Mephisto. It's a her. Or is that the fake out? If I tell you my daddy is Mephisto thing? No. I think it's episode two. It's definitely a black and white episode. They're on their way over to um, Dottie's house for that pool meeting party in the back. And they have the whole thing with the radio yeah. and the shattered glass. And, yeah. And- um. I had this whole big diatribe with Aunt about it, about how Anya, uh, excuse me, Anya, Emma Caulfield being cast as uh, in this role would be awesome because so much of my, so much of Wanda and Agnes's relationship reminds me of Anya and Cecily's relationship from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And Emma Caulfield played Anya and blah, 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 blah. There's no way they don't know about this. She was a demon then. She's a demon now. Like, nerd upon nerd upon nerd shit, right? 
I still think she's a. <laughs> I, I watched that episode a couple of days ago, and like everything Catherine Hahn says to her, Agnes says, you know, she's the key to all this. You get it good with her, things go perfect. Right, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, I don't know. Again, it could be like an intentional misdirection thing, but we haven't seen her yet uh, since then. I know that she is in four episodes of the. Um, Series. I, I guess she did have like a quick little scene in one of them. I don't know if that counts. I don't know. My point is, I think she still has two episodes left um, okay. in this season. And I think if she's not Mephisto, she may be somebody else. She may be the Sorceress Arcana. But I don't want to talk about that yet because I don't know too much about that shit yet. I'm still thinking on it. Still trying to read more about how that could work. I'm not going to spitball my crazy theories here live on air. Yeah. Not that I've haven't been doing that for the last however long, but um. All right. So, any final thoughts on Wanda? Episode six this week. I think it's the uh, trick or treaty like the, episode. Is Vision starting to realize that he might that some like I know he he's actually he's starting to suspect that something is not right now. Yeah, I think it's the next episode. Like one of the things that have been in the footage trailers for this since like Mm -hmm. the very very first thing we saw is him touching Catherine Hahn on the side of the head while she's sitting in the car and her going am I dead you are so I think that's the next episode maybe that we're gonna see that scene I am curious to see what happens when he you know wakes her up out of it like he does Norm Hmm. what her memories look like. Cause like we know that she's got another level to, to the whole understanding of it. Like right. she's in on Wanda's thing and she goes along with Wanda's thing. Right. Um, as where everyone else is just kind of like subjected to it. Um, she seems like a willing participant. So when she gets like knocked out of that thing, what does she reveal other than, you know, she tells vision that he's dead. Right. Uh, we'll be curious to see. Um, I don't know. Yeah. And what else? Um. Oh, Cat Dennings tits. <laughs> God damn, Cat Dennings. I am and not a big fan of whatever shitty show you was on on CBS. Two broke girls in a pizza place. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> God damn it, you a beautiful woman, Cat. <sighs> Love you. And Jimmy Woo. God damn it, you funny. Yeah. Fucking. I can't think of his real name, but he's actually wicked funny. I don't know his real name either. Damn it. We should know that. Anyway, I think they're going to give them an X-Files type spinoff show. I did hear that um, they originally had a little bit more backstory planned for Darcy and Jimmy's character in this show. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it just didn't make sense for them to try to force it in. So they caught a lot of it. It's Randall Park. Randall Park. Fuck. I know that. Fresh off the boat. Duh. Fresh off the boat. It's a really funny show. He yeah. owns like a cowboy like restaurant in the middle of Orlando in the mid nineties and like his little fat Asian kids obsessed with Shaquille O'Neal and shit. <laughs> oh dude, so fucking funny. Quality show. Ali Wong wrote for it for the first few seasons. Um who's his uh his missing persons, you think? You know who that you have any ideas on who that might be? Oh. Well no, because he said it's I don't think we have any clear evidence as to who he's been looking for. No. Which is stupid to me. You'd think with all the exposition we got in episode four, he might have mentioned like who the person is he was supposed to be talking with. But we're still yet to find out. Yeah. Have to imagine there's a reason for it. Maybe it's a, a deep cover plant. 
Maybe it's a, a deep state. I, I can't even pretend to know about QAnon jargon, so I won't. Deep state plant. <laughs> the same thing I just said before, but slightly different. Yep. You just add a deep state to it. That's all you have to do. Watch all my fucking downloads go through the roof. Oh, yeah, man. I'll be selling cigars and fucking Indochino suits before you fucking know it. I don't know. What I'm, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, Randall Park, you really funny. Good job. Yeah, man. Anything else? Um, no. 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 So I'm crippled. Nah, crippled's a strong word. Hurts to walk. And lay down. Sitting's not terrible. Standing, it's a 50-50. Laying down, though. Whew. At one out of ten times, I can lay down and shit doesn't suck. That's what life's about. <laughs> anyway, I had a, a weird... um, What's the situation here? Homeless, drunken cowboy thing? All right, so... Uh, if you didn't listen to the big John Tierney episode last month, you should. It's fun. It's not fun. I'm talking about my dead friend listening to his music. How fucking fun is that? Anyway, kind of ties into the story. All right, this is why I bring it up. Um, back in the day, I used to gig around with John, Chris, Spaga, a bunch of those people at this, uh, this place in Providence, the Spot Underground. Spot on Thayer. Um, one of the other guys in that old crew of musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, was this dude Sam I haven't seen Sam in a long time he's like a cowboy you know big boots big cowboy hat lots of fuck you I like Johnny Cash and drinking whiskey and drinking entirely too much whiskey or whatever and smoking a ton like he's like he's like if Johnny Cash and Keith Richards somehow fucked and made a baby (laughs) That's Sam, except he's actually a pretty good guitar player. Um, he's just erratic, dude. He always has yeah. been. And back in the day, I remember thinking it was because, you know, he's fucking Keith Richards and Johnny Cash drunk, right. you know, like throw him in a fucking pan. If he wasn't hammered, he seemed to be okay. And I always just thought he was a bad slash annoying drunk. Yeah. So I guess he got sober, which is cool. Good for him. Uh, I guess 2015, 2016, he got sober and he had five years of sobriety. Wow. John died last month. Oh, yeah, that's right. Off the fucking wagon he went. I'm somebody who I had a tough time with John and I tough time with John's passing, I should say. And I wasn't even that close with him. Sam probably spent a lot more time with John than I did. I didn't know that Sam fell off the wagon because of John. I just knew that Sam fell off the wagon and uh, desperately needed a place to stay for a day or two. And in my brain, I'm like, oh, man, I would really hate to lose somebody else from that goddamn crew back in the day because I didn't give up my fucking couch for a night for my old bud. Old bud. I split some fucking stages with him and knew him on the peripheries enough friends in common I knew he wasn't gonna fucking rob me right whatever um I'm like yo Sam you know let's figure it out get the details together um Sam's an older dude Mm -hmm. in his 50s uh 56 I believe 
So originally he was supposed to come stay with me on Wednesday. Sam has made the conscious decision to not have a cell phone since the year 2013. Oh. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, you didn't pay your bill. I would have paid the phone bill for you, dude. Like, what's your... Nah, fuck a cell phone, man. Motherfuck that. I don't want that. I'm like, okay, how do you get in touch with people? The computer. <laughs> okay. Um, tough time getting in touch with Sam on Wednesday. I thought he... I don't know. I, th- I don't. I don't know. I, I could have froze to death overnight. Got fucking arrested. Anything. Right. Amber and Jimmy came over that night instead, and sad drank about their grandma. We just buried their grandma over the weekend. Long fucking week, dude. Jesus. Um, it's so weird that this Sam thing happened in between Jimmy and Amber sad drinking on Wednesday night and us having the funeral on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So Thursday morning, I'm like, well, I better fucking figure out if this dude's dead or not. I'd feel terrible if he was. He was supposed to come stay with me. He dies on the way fucking here. Finally get in touch with him. He's like, yeah, it's a long story. I don't... Could you come grab me? So I drive like 40 minutes to go grab him out in fucking whatever town. Um, And I pulled... He he calls me when I'm about five minutes away on the phone. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, man, where are you? I'm about five minutes. All right, perfect. I'll go wait outside. Turn down the street. And he's waiting at the end of his driveway, like waving. I'm like, word, word. You know, I pull up to the driveway. He's got a bunch of guitars, like six guitars. What? Six fucking guitars and like a couple backpacks. I'm like, I'm looking at a homeless musician right now. Um, All just stacked up in his driveway. I'm like, oh man, that's a lot of stuff. I have a tiny car. Let's hope this all fits. Yeah. So I like get out of my car to like try to help him, you know, get shit in there and make space. And he's just like... Fuck you, Baba, you fucking cunt. Just starts yelling, fuck you, at whoever the hell Barbara is. For like, as long as I'm parked there loading my car. <laughs> Top of his lungs, and I'm just like, whoa, I have no idea what is happening right now. I don't know who Barbara is. I don't know what house I'm at. I don't know. I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Gets in the car. We drive off. He's still kind of, blah, 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 blah. I calm him down. Thanks me. And the second he's calm enough and he's not yelling at this person anymore, the fucking waterworks, man. And I'm like, all right, he just got out of a high stress situation. He just got in my car. He's calming down. He's shifting gears a little bit. Like, let him get this out, and then we should be back to normal-ish. Yeah. Whatever the fuck that may look like for Sam these days. I don't know. I haven't seen him since, like, 2014. Mm-hmm. <sighs> should have taken it as a sign, man. <laughs> I really should have. Like, 25 minutes in, I'm like, dude, I bit off way more than I can chew with this one. He's just, like, yelling at that person. He's crying. He's yelling at Jesus. He's also thankful to Jesus. He's yelling at himself. He's yelling at me. Not at me, but like to me. Yeah. I just so much, dude. So much. So I'm like, all right. Um, you know, back in the day, I used to work uh for group homes, you know, yep. working with adults with developmental disabilities, people uh let's just say this isn't my first time around a manic depressive bipolar. Um, and that's just me kind of generalizing some things here, but um I'm sure if he had a proper diagnosis, it would be in the type B cluster. Let's just say could have benefited from some medication. 
And I don't know, man. It's just five years sober. I guess he went off on like a 25 day drinking binge. Wow. More or less like, and would just go for like stretches of three to five days without sleeping. So I picked him up on day three of a bender and you know, we have to go to another house to pick up some more of his shit. And he's telling me like, Oh man, these guys and me got into a fight and the cops came and I drank this much booze and they kicked me out and all this shit. And I'm just like, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I bring him back to my house. I don't, I didn't know what to do with him at this point. A part of me was just like, I should just fucking can't rob Sam. Cause that's what it would have ended up being. I'd have been like, Sam, get the fuck out of my car. What am I going to do with all this shit now? Oh, guess I accidentally robbed a homeless cowboy. Mm-hmm. Didn't want that to be the situation on my hands. Brought him back to my place, man. I don't, I don't know. He's just crying highs and lows up and downs the entire fucking time. And I'm trying to figure out, like, what the fuck is the next the next step? Because I said a day or two, right? And the and based on how this is going, he's gonna need the second fucking day. Yeah. And I don't have that in me. I'm six hours in, and I don't have that anymore. Wow. You've burned up two days worth of goodwill in six hours, bro. He keeps talking about this dude, Dennis. Ah. Oh. Dennis is gonna do it. Dennis is gonna get me on the train. Dennis is gonna. Dennis is the guy. Dennis is the guy who put me back on the train in 2013 and sent me to Austin. I'm like, somebody gave you a bunch of money to get on a train and move to Austin in 2013 and you think that they're going to do that again for you eight years later? Oh, okay. You're going to call him on the phone? Sure. Yeah, please call him now. Let's get this plan together for tomorrow because I ain't making it to Friday. Nope, nope, nope. Or, Or Saturday or whatever. I'm not making it. And we call this dude Dennis. He's a real person. Thank God he had his act together. Mm-hmm. Very calm, rational man who I apparently had a ton of friends in common with from back then, but I'd never met this guy weirdly. He's like an acoustic guy like me too. Wow. So even weirder that I don't fucking know him. But he's like, yeah, Sam, I'll, you know, I can't drive you down there like we talked about before, but I'll pay for your train ticket and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like on my laptop, like looking at Amtrak schedules and shit. Like, Dennis, <laughs> the next one leaves tomorrow night at 9.50. <laughs> it arrives in North Carolina. For some reason, this dude needs to get to Jacksonville, North Carolina to go stay with his buddy Ron. Whatever. <laughs> go stay with Ron, man. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so we make plans with Dennis to go meet with the train station the next morning. So I'm like, all right, at least the plan is set. I know where we're I know what I'm gonna have to do now. Get him to the train station tomorrow by one. I can totally hack it till one. That's like, you know, 14, 15 hours from now. No big deal. We're gonna sleep in the middle too. Like that'll cut out some yeah. hours. That's <laughs> this isn't bad. This that cuts my time in half at least. This ain't bad at all. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Sam, you know, we got a pizza, we're eating some fucking got a big ass pizza from classic. Watching, you know, smoking, smoking a joint, fucking wants to watch that movie, The Dirt, on a... Molly Crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I liked it. It was good. It was fun. It was fun. Although, I guess Machine Gun Kelly is uh, Tommy Big Dick there. Yeah. He was really funny. Yeah. I didn't even know it was Machine Gun Kelly. 
I had no idea. Mike told my, I was talking to Mike Nuccini the other day. He's like, oh, how was Machine Gun Kelly? And I'm like, who the fuck? Who was he in that? He was Tommy Lee. He was one of the best ones. <laughs> Him and the kid who played Mick Mars. Yeah. So fucking funny, dude. Like genuinely funny. Um, Fun movie. Me and Sam watched that. He talked through the whole thing. <laughs> and asked me uh asked me to rewind it like literally like 15 fucking times <laughs> and like somewhere in the middle of it dude this is like now what this is like 9 p.m mm-hmm. about six and a half hours after i picked them up six seventh eighth time. i'll rewind that part i want to see that part again oh i was talking to it i'm sorry i was talking like the sixth time he does that I hit pause and I look at him. He's like, Oh, what's wrong? (laughs) I look at him. I go, Sam, I just need you to shut the fuck up for like five fucking minutes. And his face just drops. He's like, Oh, all right. Well, thank you for telling me. He gets up, walks out of the room. And I'm like, great. I just pissed off this dude who's just been like sitting around talking to himself and Jesus about how badass motherfucker he is and how he'll fuck people up. And stab- I've never been threatened, uh, hypothetically threatened to be stabbed and or shot more in my life than I did on this day. Mm-hmm. Like he just talks about how he will stab or shoot somebody if he has to because he's a very skinny old man with a bad shoulder and how he's not above stabbing or shooting people if he has to. Oh. <laughs> like, that's the kind of conversations I had going on in the background of my brain Wow, for a full day. He was like, well, thank you for telling me. He gets up and walks out of the room. I'm like, fucking hey, He better not be getting a knife. I showed him where the knife block was earlier. He better not be going for that. Comes in this room, smokes a fucking bug, whatever, chills out. Goes back and we finished watching the movie, right? Awkward time the rest of the movie, but it was fun for me because I got to watch it now. <laughs> Second half of the movie, oddly, way better than the first half. Um, I'm like, all right, man. Well, you know, it's like 11. I'm annoyed as hell. I'm going to go to bed. I didn't say the annoyed as hell part. Yep. But like, you know, time to turn in, cowboy. Because, you know, the cowboy hat on he's got. Um, He's like, all right, well, I don't sleep. I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, you've been up for three days now. Maybe you should try at least. Make me a promise that you'll try. All right, man, I'll lay, the, I'll lay down on the couch, but I'm not going to sleep. Whatever, Sam. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I go in my room. I just hear him talking to himself and fucking watching the dirt on loop. No, no, no. Watching the dirt twice and then ZZ Top videos on YouTube Oh, on loop all night and the dings of a Facebook I'm already in a ton of pain from sleep and I can't really sleep comfortably anyway it's like I got 45 minutes of sleep that day that night maybe because I was just like so paranoid annoyed stressed out in pain miserable wake up the next morning he's got to run a couple errands before I drive to the train station obviously any good cowboy needs to pick up his fucking freshly fixed cowboy boots we did that. We also had to return his DVD collection of the public library. What? <laughs> he had a DVD collection of like 30 fucking videos apparently in his homeless man backpack. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot of DVDs. Yeah. 
and we had to go return him to the library. And like we're driving through the back roads to the Attleboro Library and shit. And he's like trying to show me him as I'm driving. And I'm like, oh yeah, Hatfields and the McCoys. Oh yeah, horror, danger, like the worst, stupid, terrible looking movies of all time. And then he showed me a fourth one and this dude like breaked short in front of me and I was like, get the fuck out of my face, Stephen E. Sam. Like I was just so all set by this point, right? Meanwhile, I'm texting this dude Dennis the whole time. Yep. To be like, hey, I'm not I'm not gonna murder him. Hey, I don't think he's gonna murder me. Wow, Dennis, I don't know if I can take much more of this. Hmm. Wake up the next morning, text him again. All right, we're leaving town. All right, we're stopping at the gas station. We're gonna pick up his boots. All right, we're gonna meet you at the train station. Perfect, Dennis. And I'm giving Dennis an update on Sat on the Friday morning while we're going on the train. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he seems a little better than he was yesterday. Definitely not yelling at everybody. He's not yelling as much. He's very, he's much more even keeled. But I don't know, man. Like he just made friends with three homeless people outside of Cumberland Farms and the two minutes it went inside for me to buy a pack of cigarettes. So like he's still very obviously a little all over the place here. And this is when all of this stupid, meandering piece of goddamn misery encapsulated fucking story this as I'm sitting in front of the goddamn Cumberland Farms in Bristol is where it all made sense okay oh that sounds just like he was when me and John Tierney put him back on the train in 2013 and I was like wait a minute you and John Tierney? You know John? You knew John? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, man. John was my dude. Me and John put Homeboy on a train to Austin uh, in 2013. Sam didn't tell you that? I was like, Sam's been talking all fucking night about how you did that back then. And he had a couple of crying breakdowns about missing John and about how John died. John, he didn't tell me anything about John getting him on a train back then. And I was like, all right, never mind, Dennis. This all makes sense. It's fine. I get it. I think I said it in the John Tierney thing that I did last month. But one thing John and I weirdly always connected on was the fact that we both worked in group homes with adults with developmental disabilities, you know, mental psychosis issues. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was a thing outside of music and the general scene and our circle of people that we connected on, being able to talk shop in a different sense. He wasn't a very patient person. He would be the first person to get annoyed and say to go fuck himself or fuck themselves, whatever. But goddamn, if he wouldn't help a dude out, as annoying as Sam was to me, I'm pretty patient. John was much less patient than I am. To think about John having the patience to deal with that dude in that kind of frame of mind and helping him get his act together to go do something, I don't know. I feel like it was my dead friend John playing a practical joke on me to be like, haha, you know, you see the shit I had to deal with or whatever way back when. (laughs) 
but also knowing that a I would have I wouldn't have been I I mean I had the I very much had the right circumstances on my hands to take Sam in. Mm-hmm. This happened two months ago and Crystal was still here. No. Uh, Sam ain't fucking living here. Right, exactly. Um it, it not only like the right circumstances in terms of the lodging situation, but like in terms of patience. I think John would have known that I may have been the only person in the world that day who would have taken that dude in on his couch and not called the cops to have him forcibly fucking removed at two in the morning. Cause Christ, I thought about it. I can imagine. Uh, I don't know, man. When Dennis told me that I was just like, all right, I just got to get this motherfucker to the train station now. And this is fine. Now I, I, it was weird. It was so weird. All the last 24 hours of frustration and aggression and aggravation that I had felt it like dissipated by one fucking text. It was the weirdest thing in the world. I can't even, I don't know. I've made an attempt to put it into words, but it's just weird to think about. Yeah. Back with me and John did that. You and John, you know, John, you're friends with John. Yeah. You just, and I'm thinking like, who the fuck is Dennis? See, like that kid who played drums on that, because we talked on the phone the night before, and like his voice kind of sounded familiar. I guess I don't fucking yeah. know. He's talking about an old charity album we did back in the day. He's like, "Oh yeah, Kyle, I remember you. You did that song." I'm like, "Cool, man. Would you play on that fucking album? I don't remember you, but <laughs> I'm thinking like some faces from yeah. that." And I thought he was like this drummer kid or whatever. I show up. He's like a man in his fucking fifties. Mm-hmm. Somebody that I was surprised to learn that John was friends with. Never mind that he was back in the scene with us back then. I don't know, man. It was fucking weird. John Tierney, part two. He'd managed to be on the podcast two times in death. Because that's just the kind of fucking person he was. Mm. I, uh, anyway, I brought train, uh, brought Sam to the train station, met Dennis. Yep. It took him about 30 seconds to scream at Dennis about how he wasn't lining up his guitars correctly against the wall. Got everything out of Sam's car. Uh, fist bumped them both. And peace. said, later, bud. <laughs> Dennis has been texting me since. Dennis went back later on that night because I dropped Sam off at like one. Dennis met up with him. Dennis bought him the ticket down to North Carolina. And uh, the the train didn't come to like, you know, almost 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So dude was just sitting around with a bunch of guitars and fucking train station in Providence by himself for like nine hours. So Dennis, I guess later on in the day, his wife's like, Oh, Sam's leaving. We should go say goodbye to Sam. He's been there all day, blah, blah, blah. So they go and visit him again, like six or seven hours later. And he has since like put together a mob, mob, a posse of homeless people. And they're all just sitting around fucking jamming on instruments together, smoking and sharing cigarettes and shit. Sam, fucking king of the vagabonds. (laughs) As far as I know, he made his way down to North Carolina. He made it to Ron's house. I think Ron is now going to be sending him to Virginia. I don't know if that was always the plan or if Ron couldn't really handle Sam either. I don't know. <laughs> They're shipping this guy all around the fucking country, man. I think we're just trying to get him back to Austin. Yep. I think that's the thing. The, that's the other part of the equation. I, I don't know if I would have taken him in if I knew that I would still be living here in a few months. <laughs> yeah. When the springtime rolls around and it gets warm and he might kick his way back up to Providence. Yep. And might need a couch to stay on. Um, Obviously, that was more of a hindsight benefit that I thought of. Um, 
because I didn't realize how bad it would be. It's bad. At least you had the heart to. I guess. Yeah. You did your good deed. The way that I thought about it was this. And this is me thinking of old Sam back in the day who's just like, an, he's just a fucking bad drunk, but a, I guess a normal kind of guy who just mm-hmm. talks too much. That's how I thought he was back then. Drinks too much, talks too much, decent dude. I was like, if the shoe was on the other foot and he could help me, he'd help me. That's what I told myself for like the day and a half fucking leading up to going and get him. And then I picked him up and I'm like, he definitely wouldn't be able to help me. (laughs) And I'm not entirely sure he would. (laughs) Cause he's a bad motherfucker. Who's just looking out for himself. Number one, him and his big, heavy bro, Jesus, the big, heavy bro. Oh my God. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, sir. The big, heavy bro. I can't count. How many times that dude just busted out of a conversation with me and cleaned into a conversation with Jesus happened constantly. Wow. That's uh, uh, very anyway, interesting. Yeah, I just... And then we had to bury Jimmy's mom or Jimmy's grandmother the next day. Weird. Jesus Christ. COVID funerals are weird. A, yeah. I, didn't have to, I did a COVID wedding. Complete opposite, but, you know. Who got married? Uh, one of Danielle's friends got married. Word. Masks the whole time. Yep. Not fun. Yeah. COVID funerals. Ugh. <laughs> All right. It's <laughs> a long one. I don't think my cowboy story made much sense. I don't care. Yeah. At least you got it off your chest. I mean, I I should have recorded it. Like the night that I dropped, the day I dropped him off, like yep. I jumped on Discord with my buddy Dan, and I just was like, "Dude," because Dan Dan was back around back then too. And I was like, "Dude, I just got Sam out of my life." He's like, "Oh, he showed up. <laughs> <laughs> you got U.S. Sammed." Uh, all right, super dope. Uh, thank you for listening to me not talk about anything important today. Feds, you got any final words? Nah, man. Cool. <laughs> cool. Because if you did, I would have included them. Can't wait for My Hero Academia. That's oh, yeah. the end of next month, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, because now so much of everything is just like, all right, dude, you, you you were able to do something for three hours. Now fucking go recover for three hours. Yeah. Now it's... Uh, I know. <laughs> Did you guys see that sound I just made? It's a terrible sound. It's a sound on the inside. Um, there, there's probably going to be some kind of more edited, unedited version. <laughs> Let me try again. There's probably going to be um, some kind of uncut version of this on the Patreon because I'm sure I'll have to clean a lot of things up. Yeah, maybe. About, about the story. Um, Patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. Thank you to all our patrons who continue to support us. Go follow us on the socials at DB Super Dope on Instagram at DB Super Dope one on Twitter. No Facebook because Facebook Nazis. There is a Facebook group though. Roshi's okay. Secret Stash. Yes, that is correct. Link in the show notes. We don't have a page though because they won't let me make a fucking page. Anytime I try to make something remotely close to Dragon Ball Super Dope, they say, fuck you, Kyle. We know it's you. We took your page down two years ago, <laughs> dickhead. Remember? 
<laughs> Makes me so fucking mad. Fucking Facebook, man. <sighs> but you know, Nazis are cool. <laughs> God damn dickheads. All right. Na 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 na. Facebook, fuck you. I didn't forget about your ass. Now. Perfect way to end it right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I lost spit in my mouth. Blech. <laughs>